Jeff Johnson. Church. Church in Vegas. What are you doing? Uh, As you know, I've been skewing over this bill of ours. Yeah. That is. Okay, it's 5,000 pages. How many pages have you actually read? Um, I've I've bounced around because I've also used the search bar to like just search certain countries or names or anything just to see if things would pop did you, up. Did you search the word boobs? No, I didn't. That's yeah, a good idea. Th- yeah, I'm sure it's in there randomly. I think they throw words like that in randomly just to see if anybody actually notices. Let's see boobs. It's kind of like uh, phallic symbols in Disney movies. You know, they try to throw them in there. Uh, no, the closest thing to boobs is boobs. Ah, man. Guard boots. Something about guard boots. Huh. Guard boots? Yeah. Oh, I was listening to something about this actually today on a podcast. And um, they're, basically, they're basically explaining why everybody's so upset at the bill. You know, and it's supposed to be just a, a COVID bill, but this is not just the COVID bill. This is the omnibus, which is like yes, a much larger bill that the uh, the COVID relief bill is a part of. So when you see all this money going to other countries, it's not going to other countries as a result of it being in the COVID relief bill. It's part of that larger bill. So I take back some of the frustration that I had, you know, a day or two ago when we first heard about this because I only well, thought this was a COVID relief bill. Right. Well, that's the, you know, that's where the whole false information comes in, but I still agree with, you know, well, they, they lump them together. So that way when they send them to the president's desk together, then it's easier for it to be signed off on. I think it'd you make know, it harder to that. sign off on it though. Well, I think, no, no, I'm saying, like, I think that's the that's the end game. Like, that's the goal. Hey, like, we're putting this relief bill with this. We know that the people need this relief. And even the relief bill itself really isn't helping anyone. Yeah, but, but you could make the argument with this, just this specifically, that the relief bill on its own should have been easy to pass. Everybody wanted it. Right. So the fact that they've thrown they've thrown it in as part of a larger bill. Now it, now it's a, uh, there's a situation where the president can look at it and be like, no, this is just, <laughs> I don't like the, the larger bill at all. So I can't actually, I can't actually sign, sign off it. on, on the COVID relief. Well, it'd be even with the omnibus, omnibus bill, um, it's still showing you government, like what, what government is doing and where they're sending money. And yeah, it's not part of the relief bill, but it's also the government trying to send billions of dollars overseas when still that could be money used here because it oh, is our yeah, tax money. Yeah, but that's it's like that every year, though. They send money. Right, but what I think it is, like, how, I've never really paid attention to it before. I don't know who else maybe, who, you know, who has or hasn't. I've never sat and read a bill in length like I have right now because I've never given it a thought. But this has been a whole different year that's kind of sucked me in. And now I'm paying attention to it. And you're realizing what government was really about. And I think Trump kind of did that by trying to show the Americans that when he did his uh, speech yesterday about this bill and sending it back to Congress, he's kind of showing everyone what Congress is about. And I've still I've got friends, man, who are still pissed off at him about the whole thing. 
and saying he's throwing people under the bus and if he's trying to get himself, you know, to look better, but it's not going to get him reelected and all this other thing. Well, the fact that I'm people like, are even still talking about reelection is is ridiculous to me. I mean, there are people out there that actually think that Donald Trump is has a chance to still be the president. None of none of the lawsuits have been effective. I mean, there's no fraud that's been proven, and most of the suits well, there, that he's been filing in, in in the courts are not even about fraud. They're they're just about uh, procedure, and those haven't right. been going well. You the, the it, you would think that if there was a lawsuit based on procedure, it'd be easier to prove one way or the other. Fraud is that is really difficult to prove on a large scale, you know, because the the court systems would could say, okay, yeah, this is fra- it's fraudulent. There's there is fraud um, that's been committed in this election, but what what are, what's the recourse for that? You know, what how large scale is the fraud? I mean, on a small scale, you think it'd be very easy. You can you have three or four, five hundred situations where you could prove that there's a fraudulent ballot but that doesn't swing that doesn't swing the polls towards donald trump it's not effective enough so you'd have to prove large-scale fraud and how do you do that in short order right did you see that a wisconsin judge just recently said that there's two hundred thousand votes in wisconsin that are void no, that's enough. That's enough to overturn Wisconsin. Okay, so let's just break it down a little. Which judge in Wisconsin, the one who's residing over the case, has that been ruled? Yeah, he. Uh, I, I briefly caught wind of it today, um, and if they're do if they do what they're supposed to do, uh, then those those two hundred thousand should. Uh, I think let's see, Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Brian Hagdorn. Yep, um, is who his name is. So is this uh, is this case in front of the Wisconsin Supreme Court? And he, if then he's yes. one judge. Said, how many how many judges Supreme, are there on the on the Wisconsin Supreme Court? Supreme Court Justice Brian Hagdorn over election ruling. Um, I would have to wait for all this to pop up. Because like I said, I briefly heard about it. Say That's why I asked if you heard about it. No, no, no. No. I'd ask if you heard about it. And there's also, uh, you know, there's 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 politicians out there that are saying that they are going to uh, also challenge the election come January 6th. So if you get enough, if you get enough people. So per the Constitution, Trump still has a fighting chance as far as like the constitution goes. Not not so much as far as trying to prove fraud, but if you have enough people, you know, and you got a couple states who have dueling electors, which that happened in 1960 with Nixon and JFK, and it also happened in. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're talking about the electoral college, right? That, they that have, happened they last have, week, right? Yeah, the dual electors. So you had a you had electors that were for Biden, but then you had electors in the same state giving the same amount of elector electoral votes for Trump. Okay, yeah, but they can tabulate so, that pretty quickly, right? I mean the electoral college didn't change it, anything. Well what it does is is now you have 
dual dueling electors of this like same amount of electors for that state that are supposed to go to to Congress. Yeah. So now that all that could be disputed. So if, if everything's disputed, then it goes to Congress. You know what I mean? They, then Joe Biden won't end up with 270. He'll drop back down and then Congress will vote on the president. Mm. It'll be the, mm. the House will vote. In the House, each state gets one vote. Yeah. Yeah. In the House well, or and the then, Senate? Yeah. Nope. The Senate will vote on the vice president. What? Yeah. That's how the House votes on the president and the Senate votes yes. on the vice president? Correct. Okay. I guess that's to balance out the power between the... Uh, the house and, the and then if all else and then if all else fails with that then you have the then you have the supreme court and the supreme court would be the final say and they would vote in the president would they yep that's the that's would they the, the final the final draw uh, i don't know if they would or not church <laughs> then i'm just saying I mean, if it got that it, far, they, i mean i don't know how they would rule they can't certainly wouldn't just rule on it based on politics no, they would vote it. Like they would vote in the majority vote in the Supreme Court. Yeah, who they voted for. What I'm for. saying so for them it's just the Supreme Court's just voting. It's not even a matter of Correct. of anything legal. They're just voting based on who they want to be president. Correct, which is what not, the same as what the house would do. Not based on who they think won the election. Just Correct. Okay. So that would be the courts becoming political, essentially appointing a president. Mhm. And then you also have the insurrection. I mean, act. think think about that. I mean, just think about that. That's the the whole the whole essence of checks and balances. Is the court system is the judicial system is not supposed to be political at all. No. Yet in this situation, they would be required to exercise their political beliefs. Which goes against everything right. that they they're supposed to know and believe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, I, I know I totally I totally get what yeah. you're saying. I totally get it. And then it's hard to believe that they don't already go that route as far as their political. Well, community. I don't want to believe that they do. They're not supposed to, obviously. Even but. even Congress, man. Even Congress. Everybody in Congress, you're supposed to. Even though you are claiming one side of the aisle, like you still need to have like an unbiased mind towards things. No, I agree with that. That's part of the reason why this omnibus bill um, really bothers me. And just the whole idea of throwing in a lot of, uh, a lot of smaller bills in with a larger bill at the last minute. I mean, I've, they essentially had to read through 5,000 pages in a matter of hours to (laughs) two hours, two hours, 5,000 pages in two hours. Now the, so mm-hmm. these 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 legislators are now voting on something they can't possibly know. And well, I think each individual knows each individual part that they want in the okay. bill, if that makes sense. And I, if it's almost like, you know, they're washing money overseas to bring it back to themselves to pay off whoever that's to me, that's what it is, because. Politics is crooked. You know, you got lobbyists and then you got to pay off this guy because you're going to do this for him and you're going to do this and this. And so I just feel like that's why they 
give out all this money to, you know, they allocate it to certain things because they're essentially washing it and they're paying off their debts and whoever they owe money to for favors or whatever. Oh, sure. Yeah. I I I absolutely believe that's the way it is, but that's why I hate the government in some, in some cases, because nowhere in that description did you mention the people. It's all individual interests on, on the, part of the lawmakers and that's disgusting mm-hmm. back in uh, it was funny is what i was mentioning how people are still you know trump throwing people under the bus and trump had instead of playing golf he could have been you know giving people this two thousand dollars already and yada yada and i'm i'm thinking look uh, come on man you can't be that naive for one trump isn't the one that puts this stuff into action it's it's government and then he's the one that signs off on it it's not like he can just create that what they're trying to do back in october he sent out a tweet for everyone to see and i think he tweeted it because for one he tweets everything and two it's so the american public can see it but i don't know if you remember this i think it was october 6th he tweeted pelosi and said and this is back when pelosi kept shooting down the relief bill back then he says, just put a bill in the place giving everybody $1,200 and I will sign it wow, right now. Wow, really? Yeah, you didn't know no. this? No. Yeah, he said, I will, and, and anybody could look it up. Anybody could look this shit up. I'm not, I'm not making it up. He says to her, he called her out in the tweet. He says, just make the bill $1,200 for everybody in, you know, in America and I'll sign off on it right now. And essentially, that's what a COVID relief bill yes. should be. It shouldn't be just the twelve hundred yes. for everyone, but it should be, you know, relief for businesses and what have you. You know what I'm saying? Not bailing out freaking airlines and movie theaters and things like that. It's the small businesses and the and the people and and the Americans. And that's what it should be. It shouldn't be anything else added to it. It shouldn't be connected to an omnibus no. bill. Yeah, it should, that, none that of that should be the argument. It should just, you know. It, Right. So and that's I, actually an when I had these guys should uh, agree on is that something like this relief bill should be separate. This is a very unique time. This is a very unique situation. Um, you could disagree that, you know, we need um, we need to devote those funds to the people. Um, but just in general, you should not have something like this COVID relief bill lumped together with the omnibus. <laughs> No. And I think everyone would no. agree. And on even that. everything in the COVID bill. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. And everything even in the in the COVID relief bill still isn't everything COVID related. It's, it's a you know what makes me mad? And again, I'll tell you what makes me mad? You mentioned boobs not being no, in it. No, you, you mentioned the golf thing, how the media were like, well, and it, it is all the media. Uh, here. They do, they always give a line, mm-hmm. well, if you, you know, spent less time playing golf and more time in the White House. Well, they said the same thing about Obama, except it was uh, the conservative media. And then when George W. Bush was president, they said the same thing about him. That What frustrates me is uh, two things. One, that the media thinks that the people are stupid enough to buy the same story regurgitated over and over and over again every four years with the new president. And then, so that makes me mad that the media thinks we're that foolish. But number two, what really makes me mad is that people actually fall for it. The media is right. Well, yeah, some people are yes. that foolish. 
Yes, they're that foolish. <laughs> and you look around, and it's like, does anybody else seeing this? It's almost like, it's almost like if you were, it's it's the elephant in the room, you know, and nobody notices. It's propaganda. Yes. It's exactly propaganda, what it bro. Is. It's like the it's like the science experiment where, um, they there's a room of one person, and there's twenty other people in the room with this one person, but the twenty people in this room are mm-hmm. actors, except for the one person. All the actors stand up and do like a jig or or make a sound and then sit back down. The one person who's not an actor is looking around thinking, what the heck is going on? Then they, they do it again. Let's say they do it every 30 seconds. By the fifth, between the fifth and tenth time, the person who's not an actor is going to start doing what the other 20 yeah. actors are doing. He doesn't know why, but he's doing it because he's just following the masses. And that's exactly how the propaganda works because they get one person to jump on and then through social media also, somebody might read a headline but not read an actual article or hear something on the news but not know the entire story or be fed false information. Now you're passing that out through via social media, which is big time false information for a lot of people. And then now, you know, they're winning. And that's how it's this that's how it's, when that's how it's do you being think this started is because it, um, 9-11 the media was fully behind GW. You know, it we were all we were mm-hmm. all in agreement that uh, this was an awful terrorist, a heinous attack, and everyone was in support in the beginning for acting on that, you know, justice, swift justice. Um, you know, George W. Bush threw out the first pitch and, and uh, you know, perfect strike. I guess that was in the World Series. But, um, you know, like you had no dissenters. Like, you didn't have anybody in a media wing that was uh, spouting out anti-Bush propaganda. So it didn't start then. It happened somewhere after that. Well, I think it was before that. And then I think that situation you brought up is a is a is a special situation because I feel like, hey, we got to bring the country together, right? Because we need to, what you know, you have conspiracy theorists or not or whatever on the situation. We just knew because of that situation, like Pearl Harbor, it was going to pull us in to whatever conflict that we are currently still in now. So to get the Americans on board, you need to have all the Americans together. You know what I'm saying? And then they needed the opposite with the Trump and the COVID thing because Trump was a big threat to China, Communist Party, right? And they've never been pushed back like Trump pushed them back. And he had a great economy. So then what do you have to do? You have to start throwing that propaganda out there and and get everybody to believe certain things and then close the country down. And you hurt the economy. And then now that happens. And then so I just feel like it happened before Bush. Then you had a certain, uh, uh, a special uh, occasion happen with 9-11 to bring people together yeah, for but a certain COVID, agenda. That and then now COVID. you have the... COVID should bring everyone together. Well, then, no, it's, you know, I agree with you. But what I'm saying is now you have the, the, the agenda of the Communist Party, the Chinese Communist Party, trying to tear Americans apart so that way they can 
take over, right? Because if if America falls, right, and and say our military isn't as strong, and and all of that, so then what happens to Japan and Australia and so India what does and China have South to do Korea with and stuff like that? Media, like why why does the media want China to win? They control the, media, the Chinese control the media. This is a, this is like when people say that um, the Jews control the media. What do you mean China controls? The... I've never heard. Oh. I've never heard, heard that. What George oh, Soros? I mean, there's, there's when you just you just a simple Google search on that. Um, but that's a common trope about, um, especially in <clears throat> with within white supremacists, they would always say, you know, the Jewish people control the media. And they think that the media is full of propaganda, but it's coming from well, well yeah. So now you just substituted China in, where um, the common <clears throat> common conspiracy before was it, it was controlled by the Jewish people. So I'm, there are no. I, my only point I'm is not that saying... there are, I don't know how many um, Jewish Chinese people there are, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not saying that. I'm no, what I'm saying is that they don't have their hand physically like in the, the the media uh pot here in the states what i'm saying is is like the media is buying into everything that china is selling as far as fear goes and fear mongering about the virus and what have you like for instance in in uh, in pretty much every university in our country the chinese have infiltrated you have the, the Chinese propaganda running like three different uh, newspapers mm-hmm. in our country, one of them being the New York Times. They even have their own uh, TV billboard or whatever you want to call it huh. in Times Square. Yeah, well, owned they by own them. TikTok, right? TikTok so, is I mean, a Chinese company. And they also own, t- yep. they also own TikTok. Yeah. So, and, well, they, those, those and that's why yeah, Trump wanted to get rid of it. Are, those are things, though, that can be easily identified. Right, but I'm just saying you have that. Say you have that, right? So they ha- they have their hands in the New York Times, and then the New York Times puts out an article, and it says yada yada about the virus or whatever, and then it creates fear. But then you know that pe- people copycat each other. So and then you have this newspaper copying whatever this is saying, and then you have Good Morning America saying this or whatever. Everything is propaganda and they're just going off of what they hear or being told to say or what have you no i I get that i'm just not i'm not saying china with with this conspiracy and a lot of conspiracies is uh we look at them in rear view and we can patch together the story easily because we already know the answer but if you're telling me that a couple of years ago that the Chinese people who have all the money were plotting against the United States that the, the very, the best idea they could come up with is to um, create COVID and release it into America, predicting that Donald Trump would like they, they, they can't force, they can't force the future to happen like once it comes to america for all they know it, this could have 
galvanize the people. And they we would have known that China did this. And we have this righteous indignation against them. And we're only grown even stronger in our will against China. Um, I mean. Here you go. Here you go, man. This is uh, how these people. They'd they'd have to to be able to tell the future. When they're making this story, well, I th- well, I mean, could this you come up with they, better, well, you know, the beginning the- stories that would lead more easily to um, manipulating the media? To me, and to me, I think you could. Well, look, China, China needs Biden in office more than they need Why? Trump in office. Because Biden is more pro-China than Trump is. Trump is pushed back on China hardcore, hardcore. And 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 they've never been pushed like that before, as far as money and exports, imports, all of that. And you, it's kind of like Reagan was to Berlin, is Trump is to China, and they don't want to fall like Berlin did, so they have to do what they can. You know what I mean? To uh, not let that happen. Yep. To them. Well, a counter argument to that is in the end, what China really uh-huh. cares about is power. Right, they want to be the next world power. Well, they own they own, they own right. Half and of, if you're if they you're own Berlin, of America. I mean, we owe China trillions and trillions of dollars. Like they, in a, they, they own us. I mean, they really do. Yeah. So if I know they own us. Don't you think what's in the best interest for China is a healthy United States government? Possibly, or is it the United States of China? Well, communist, Chi- communist well you United wouldn't States want us to, to. Nobody would want to invest in something and then immediately bankrupt it. So if I'm if I'm someone in China, I want the next U.S. president to be extremely prosperous financially, so that when we call our loans, the United States actually can pay them. So from that perspective, I don't think that they would want. Biden in office at all? No. You don't think so? But why would because they want the Trump in office? Gonna be better. The man who's been pushing back, <clears throat> but he's been pushing back on them yeah. so hard. I mean, they can't like it. I, I, I think whole that you're time. choosing. I don't think that they'd be excited about Biden. I don't. So for them, it's like maybe. maybe well, they, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, do you know who's more pro-China than Biden is Harris? So if the powers that be where they, everybody assumes that Biden soon won't be president and Harris is soon to take over and that's the plan, then that bodes even more so better for you, China. You'd almost have to take a look at it like it's a stock market. If you own stock in a company, do you want that, do you want that stock to rise in value or not? You want it to rise and die. Well, like you said, they want to be a world power. China owns stock, the United States government, and they're intentionally trying to drive the stock as low as possible just so they can own more stock. But if you could take out if you could take out the United States and their military and then you be number one, now you have Australia, South Korea, India and, and, you know, countries that way. What are they going to do? Once they don't have okay, us so, backing so them, what yeah. Where, what where are they going to bow to? They want to get get into a position where they have us by the balls at the right time, 
they can destroy us and then build us back in their image. They could do that. Yes. And they have now they have all of our allies and anybody else who is relying on us to be, you know, big brother, your world police power, whatever you want to say. That all the Jews Israel. So that makes sense. That's a conspiracy theory that'll work. Now you got the the white supremacists and the anti Chinese people <laughs> together <laughs> in the same conspiracy. But hold on, man. To get back, like to to swing back to the whole media thing, right? You have a uh, poly uh, policy digest dot org, and I tend to chat. Uh, excuse me, uh, trust <laughs> org more than anything. <laughs> Just because it's a For nonprofit. Well, it's Maybe. better than a dot com, right? Um, but just to have, just to find some information, um, let's see. China has a confederate in its effort. Uh, uh, China has a confederate in its effort to deflect attention from its mishandling of the outbreak of COVID nineteen. Uh, American media corpor- uh, incorporated by repeating uncritically Beijing reports that it bears no responsibility for the spread of COVID-19. In fact, China's state-controlled television has made U.S. media reporting part of its internal propaganda campaign. And it says Beijing's propaganda war has two fronts, internal and external. Internally, the Chinese Communist Party tells its subjects that U.S. media is acknowledging its innocence for COVID-19 outbreak. Externally, China can leverage U.S. media exports as part of its efforts to downplay its failures and promote its expertise, quote unquote, to help other afflicted nations a soft power win. So I'm going to give you two scenarios. Um, You tell me which one is more likely, given that the the one underlying theme here is that covid is a product of the Chinese government. Okay, so we that's that's just a byline through to both of these scenarios. Scenario number one is that China um, released COVID as part of this master supervillain plan to unleash on the entire world and then have all these dominoes fall perfectly in their favor um, to bring them to a place of power in the world. All right, that's, that's scenario one. Or is it more likely that the Chinese government accidentally let this out through negligence through negligence of some no, other I think workers it was, it was no i okay. think it was accidentally so in, the, in that scenario there is no master plan this just sort of was a a lucky a lucky break for them it doesn't right. fit the conspiracy right but i'm just saying how everybody's going about it <clears throat> no and i'm not saying anything i'm not even really like preaching a conspiracy per se I'm trying to just say how like China has been going about with the media and yeah. and all of that. But I, I do think that they, well, I, th- I think it was created by them purposely. I think it was mishandled and, and possibly released into their own country on purpose via the riots ah, that the they Hong had Kong. going on the Hong in Kong their country. Riots, right? So it's like, Hey man, let's, we, we put this out. You know, one is either maybe to test it out, or two, we can put a handle on these riots, right? Yeah. And because the, the Chinese people can take over the CCP, like any minute, if 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 they all came together, they they could. 
it's like having a mob boss who nobody likes, right? And the mob boss has a regime of people under him of like 50. Those 50 people can easily take out the one. And you're talking about a country of, you know, billions of Who people. are sufficiently propagandized so they, it won't happen. You know, they Big like time. their government. They think it's great. They probably think that guy's God. Well, a lot of people don't. A lot of people. Also. Yeah, they're they're definitely afraid to say anything. And they have a government who oh, yeah, will arrest it, them, torture them, kill them. Like the, all of the things that we watch in these awful movies, you know, these futuristic movies where where we have a nanny state, nobody can say, or they really have no freedom of speech. Yeah, that's actually China, and some people over there like it. Mm-hmm. And to finish this article real quick, it says, and I'm going to get back to what you just said because you just made me think of something. But it says, and to ensure that American media takes heed, at a recent meeting with Comcast corporate executive, Chinese consul General Hong Ping said, China's prevention and control practices have earned valuable time and experience for other countries. We hope that NBC, which is owned by Comcast and other U.S. media, will objectively and fairly report China's efforts to control the epidemic if I, I told you one time about how i searched all these news outlets and how all yep. of them were owned by the vanguard group and then how the vanguard group owned blackrock and then how blackrock was blanketed underneath there but black blackrock also fell underneath all of these media groups and then i looked up george soros mm-hmm. and he owns all of that which is crazy and comcast was one of them and now that I'm reading about the Comcast here. And I cannot remember the title of this documentary, but it was on Netflix. And I remember for like maybe two or three days, it was like on the main page of something to watch. Like when you first turn on Netflix and it was called like the silent takeover of China or something about China. And it was like almost a two hour long documentary of how China has become what it is today. And nobody's noticing like how they've become, you know, China, like massive China, who is the the power force to reckon with other than us as a country. And it's a very interesting documentary, and it may still be on Netflix. I don't know. This was a couple months ago. So you'd have to search it. I'm I'm sure you can search China or whatever. Um, And you brought up Soros. And it made me think, what, Mm -hmm. what is his master plan here? You know, he, he owns the Vanguard Group. He owns, no, you know, whatever, I have no Netflix, idea. Comcast, you know, all, all these media companies. Like, what what is, what's the end game for him in in this? It's not even a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy that he owns that I have, I mean, He, he I, owns all of those things. But <clears throat> what, what, in this story, this yeah, narrative he, that we're creating, what, what's, what's the end game? Is it that he's going to um, intentionally kill off? 50% of the population so that he can, you know, there can be this uh, utopia that's created all dependent on him. I, you know, I don't know what it is. The only thing I can think of is the cartoon yeah. back in the day, Pinky and the Brain. And Brain wanted to take over the world and Pinky would say to Brain every night, what do you want to do tonight, Brain? And he yep. says, same thing take we do every world. night, Pinky, take over the damn world. That's what I want to do. Now, I like I, I, you know, I couldn't tell you like you couldn't tell me 
And the dude's worth trillions of dollars. And then you have a couple other families, like 13, 14 of them, who are also worth that much money. And um, they're the ones pulling the, the They just want to play God. On the world. I mean, I guess that's what they're doing. And, and, and I brought up to you before, I can't remember if it was on a podcast we did or not, but you had the Georgia Guidestones. Where in Georgia, there mm-hmm. are Stonehenge-looking stones stacked, and on there it says to depopulate the earth to 500 million people is one of the one of the things on there, and maybe that's a part of it. You hear Bill Gates always talking about depopulation and vaccines and whatnot, so uh, maybe it is, it's a common know, theme that that's definitely has to do a with that. that I've heard before is that the Illuminati or whoever whatever you want to call them like the ultimate scheme is to repopulate the planet cut down on the population you know in um, staggering ways to get it to the point where we can have this safe <laughs> safe planet it's not it's not in danger of uh, basically killing ourselves through our own mismanagement like they want to cut they want to cut everything down so it could just be this happy small group that takes care of the world Right, so there's not a lot of chaos and everything that's going on now. I guess, like maybe you know, the elites well, just wanted to be. To be the fair, elites. in they, a lot yeah. of different ways, we are becoming the what is it called? The idiocracy. What's the name of that word? Idiocracy. Idiocracy. Yes. Idiocracy. Idiocracy. What we're becoming in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Well, they're yeah. making us and that. We, we have a choice whether we can buy into it or not and i think that the lazier we become right um the less likely we are to put up a fight so all these things that are created to make our lives more convenient are actually taking away a lot of our independence and ability to see that there are issues and then do anything about it right i mean exactly and everything's everything's at your fingertips and you're just a zombie you know what's funny is they they all these zombie shows and movies and whatever it's like a almost a subconscious thing to where they are you know brainwashing you about zombies not the literal sense eating brain zombies but you're turning into this zombie where you know you yeah. how many people do you see walk down the street yeah. and they don't look up from their phone i've i've watched people drive for like a mile without looking up at their windshield like you are a zombie. You are connected. You are a cyborg to the phone. The phone You're is totally right. Is making you a cyborg. That's, that's why when I watch a movie like Wall-E, even though it's a kids' movie, oh my god, I brought that movie up I so mean, many times. It's like yes, that's <laughs> us. I, it doesn't. Need, I, that doesn't even have to be a futuristic movie. Yeah, they're in these floating little carts, individual carts, and none of them have any muscle mass or bone structure anymore. But that's essentially what we are. Right. Yeah, and everybody's get every everybody gets everything for free. Every I mean everybody gets everything for free, and and people are people are cool with that. I know a lot of young people who are cool with that because young people are very easily influenced, and they're the ones mainly on social media, and that's where they get all their news from. They don't know anything else, and yeah, let me get free stuff. But it's like okay, I read an article saying that. 
there are end games for some people where they say they want everything to be free. So nothing you have that nothing you have, you own. You, you I mean, you nothing you have, you have. It's right? just been or, given I mean, I should you. say everything. No, I was right. Well, yeah, what I was going to say was everything you have, you don't own is what I meant to say. So the shirt on your back, you don't own your car. You don't own your house. You don't own whatever. And everybody's thinking, cool. Like, I don't have to pay for this. I'm getting it from the government. But what you have to think about is that's that's communist. That's a communism way of thinking because the minute that they do that and the minute you accept that, right, where you don't own anything, then one, you're not going to have any incentive or drive to do anything yourself. The, the, the person trying to invent the next greatest, coolest thing or whatever, not going to happen. Somebody trying to you know, everything's just out the window because you're getting everything for free. So what's the incentive now for you to strive hard as a human being in life? You're just going to be that person in Wally sitting in that chair with no muscle mass going through life, you know, drooling and just eating chicken sandwiches from Popeye's or whatever. <laughs> right. So that's that's what's going to happen to people. So they give you all that free stuff. But the minute you don't obey to what they tell you, it gets taken away. And now, instead of living in the sky with all the people in Wally, now now you might be, you know, thrown back down to well, earth with the trash. I mean, you, the story instead implies the that there is, there is still this small group of they who make all these decisions of what everybody is going to get. And um, they are the ones in power, and they've taken all the power away from the people, and the people have given it to them because they they're fine with just taking stuff. You know, it sounds really good in in theory to say, okay, well, you don't have to buy anything. You have just all the money you could ever want. Um, you don't ever have to work. You're just given everything you need. And let's say that that actually works, you know. Like there's not this massive group of people in power that are pulling the strings. But let's just say it's even, it's fair, and everybody gets the same thing. Um, people would look around. And this is our human nature. We don't want to be exactly like everybody else. We like hierarchy. That wouldn't work for long because people would still have the drive to be more than they are. And some people will not have that drive. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think it would bring it would bring to light more people who just yes, it would create and it would also create a bigger divide between the lazy people and the people that are not. You know. Right. And no, I agree. I, I totally agree with that. And but the thing is, man, it, it, it's it you can't have that happen because they can take and they can take it away sure. from you at any moment. At any moment. I remember I was in I was in uh, where, where, where the hell Iraq. was I in the Middle East? I was in Afghanistan. No, I was coming back from Afghanistan and I went to Qatar. I went to Qatar on my way back and I used to spend two or three days in Qatar after leaving Afghanistan. And I would stay in a hotel and every time I would stay at the same Radisson blue and I'd like spend money. And, you know, after being in Afghanistan for six months, I'd spend two or three nights on a, on like a, a nice suite and, you know, pamper myself, you could say, but I remember driving in the vehicle in the like taxi it was like more like the, the airport shuttle 
going leaving Qatar to go to you know the airport, and I asked the guy driving who happened to be Asian. I said, "Hey man, you know what, man? I, I've been here three times in the last couple years, and I and I've realized there's no cops here. I haven't seen one cop." And he says, well, there really, there, there really isn't any. And I said, why is that? And he said, well, there's not that much crime. And I said, really? Why is there not that much crime? And he said, well, everybody here gets a check from the government. And I said, okay. And he was like, well, the minute that they F up, <laughs> they don't get that check anymore. Yeah. And I was like, Really? And then he's like, yeah, but and then he said, didn't you have situations like this, though? And I said, like, what? And he said, well, just the other day, a woman was stoned to death. And I said, really? I said, what was she stoned to death for? And he said, she cheated on her husband. So she cheated on her husband and she got stoned to death by the husband and his family. And I'm just saying, like, that's a world you can look forward to if, you know, our government were to turn into something like that. Yeah, you're depending on. And the government what's crazy to, is, uh, and I mentioned that the guy driving was Asian. Completely uh, rock solid as far as their integrity. You know, if in that situation, because like what you just said, yeah. uh, the, the the government gets to make all of the rules, not the people, and you you could end up with some really really awful uh, allowances that the government has, like stoning stoning your wife to death. And I, when you were talking about when you're talking about all this, it made me yeah. think of the lake. Uh, it's one of my favorite places to go, the lake or the beach. And you know why I like going mm-hmm. to the lake and the beach so much? Yes. Secondly, though. Boobs. Uh, <laughs> you might say it's just <laughs> the beauty of nature. Um, and that does play a part of it. But a bigger right. part of it is knowing that this is special for me. I don't wake up to this every day. Nobody, I, in that moment, I'm one out there with nature on a lake, on the beach. I know it's special and that everybody else isn't experiencing the exact same thing I am. If I went to the lake every single day and every single day, everybody else got to go to the lake and everybody else had got the nice boat and everybody else got this vacation constantly, then I would look around and I wouldn't think the lake was special at all. And that's what would happen in a communist situation in America where everybody has the exact same things. You, you look around and you could be on the lake and completely miss it because everybody has everything that you have. You're not special and you know it. It's a miserable existence. Right. Yeah. And what I was going to mention, I had mentioned that my driver was Asian, right? Now, everybody, then it made me think after he said that to me, and then he, I noticed that, I then noticed he was Asian, but because I noticed, of course, you look at him, you know he's Asian, but I, I like, my eyes opened that he was Asian because the whole two or three days that I was there, every time I had been there, Anywhere I had went, whether it was the mall, a subway, which is, you know, American food over there, 
Subway yeah. is the number no. one American no uh, no. restaurant chain, by the Subway? way, in the world. Yes. No, there's not. Subway has more restaurants around the, the world than any Rio? other American chain restaurant. That's the that, Subway. That's America. Yes. The world. But Subway. So, so it, fucking wow. Jared. Yeah. Fucking not even like KFC. But yeah. So, so I'm, I'm looking. McDonald's? No, man. So they had, you know, nope. They're, they're like second you, or I know third. There's another side of the story, but really? Subway over McDonald's? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Over Chick-fil-A? Yeah, I, I, was, I learned that too on a documentary. But yeah, it's America. Oh, yeah. Chick-fil-A is probably like hardly. Yeah, they, yeah they, it's they, probably they, not they even out. Sure. It's probably not even yeah, out of the United States. The border. But so anyway, everywhere I went, I realized nobody who was a national was working. They were all Asian. All of them. And a majority of the Asian was Chinese people. And I even asked that question. And the reason is everybody's getting that check, though. Nobody that's national mm. who is a resident is working because they're getting a check. So really, if you can't bring in these mm. other nationals mm. to come work yeah. in your country, that's a then great what are you point. supposed to do? Yeah. Why would anybody work? Why would anybody work? If, I was like, wow. In that situation. You're totally right. So what's crazy... So it's crazy though too, right? When the, I remember the first time I went there though, right? And and I I talk, I got to talk to my wife and I said I'm going to stay here for 2 days or whatever. I'm going to stay in the rest and blue blah blah blah. She was so she was like almost more worried about me being there than when I was in Afghanistan. And she was more worried about because of the propaganda news in the United States that tells you that these Middle Eastern countries are awful and there's always bombs going off and roadside bombs or whatever blah 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 well, I didn't, blah, think Qatar, I didn't I see Qatar anything was while I was like there that. nothing I, I met the, well well okay no, well that's cool like, that you um, thought that. There, there are a few countries no, in I'm the serious. Middle East that uh, you don't really get the impression that there are bombs going off on every street corner and Qatar is one of them Right, but that, but as far as she yeah. knew, like okay. that's not what it, that's not what her perception was. So she was more worried. But then I'm, you know, but I, and then I'm seeing all this and I'm painting a picture to her. I even said to her, I was like, "Look, man, we need to. I, I would love to like bring you here someday. Like that'd be cool for you to step where I've stepped and seeing what I've seen." Now there was a a sketchy situation, man. I went to the mall and I took a cab from the mall back to the hotel I was staying at and I have a photo of this on one of my old phones so I have to find it and post it on social media for the uh, podcast social media site but the guy driving the cab driver his hands (laughs) were all burnt the fuck up and I could see them (laughs) clear as day and you know all I could think about (laughs) all I could think about (laughs) or what no, 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 no. They, no, they didn't need to be treated. They were just burned. Like you could tell that this dude was probably a fucking bomb maker back in the day, and and that's the was worst the, thing I could think about. Like I honestly thought about opening the. <laughs> <laughs> I so, thought about uh, opening what, the what door. What business were like, you with before? Rolling out. <laughs> what were you doing before, taxi cab driver? <laughs> right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would rather not oh talk about God. it. Oh my God. I'll never feel what it looked like either, man. Were you good? Were you good at your other job? Oh, man. It was so crazy. <laughs> Look at my hands. Of course not. I'm terrible. Yeah. Hey, what'd you do before? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you oh, do before this? I, I doubt That's that. That's hilarious, man. <laughs> mortgages. mortgages. Oh, another thing they told me too is is when you get married, no. the government will build you a house. Uh, you know, they you put get married for you and your family to live in. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. The prettier the couple, the better the house. They have to like Scotland just. Right, Scotland just passed like some bill in their government that's saying you can't say this, that, and the third about their government, and they're gonna you can't even say it in your own home. And my parents said to me, "Well, how are they supposed to know?" And I said, "Through your damn phone or your TV or your Google Home thing in your house or whatever. Like that's how they're gonna hear you. Then you're gonna get a knock on your door, and they're gonna say, on this day you said this about the yeah, president. That, now you're being arrested.'" First of all, that implies a lot of arrogance on the part of the homeowner. Like, is my life really that interesting that somebody from the government is listening in to everything I say? No. No. I mean, that's just. But if they just pass the bill that says you can't say shit about yeah, it, like even in your own home. It's a stupid rule like, that they actually never plan on enforcing. And they don't really think the kids are going to follow it anyway. And then they just—they have to say something. Maybe they'll arrest. Maybe they'll arrest. Exactly. Uh, you know. Yeah. A person every couple months. Yeah. To say, see, yeah. exactly, we arrested somebody the in their house. Irresponsible parent. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, earlier you mentioned something. This kind of goes with this. You were talking about how um, it, it made me think of the oppression of uh, the oppression of speech. Like, yes, we still have our freedom of of speech, you can say, but how many people now are they're oppressed to say what they want to say or are suppressed, I guess, uh, is the yep. word. Wouldn't yep. the suppressed be the, the, the better term? So, so you're suppressed because, one, you might be left or right. And what I've noticed, just for me, starting to be like get into this whole political thing that the left is more they're more strong they're stronger to me than the right is and the reason for that is they're great at suppressing hmm. what the right has to say and a lot of the times the right won't even say shit because they don't want to hear the backlash or violence or whatever may come from the left because of their disagreements in yes. political views now, or whatever. Yep. And this is my opinion. This is my opinion. But I feel like somebody looking from the outside in, this yeah. is what I'm seeing. Yeah. Is is this? Well, um, no? I mean, yes and no. I do. I think that the, I think that you nailed it as far as conservatives, the, the right wing, just not saying anything because they don't want to put up with it. Um, I think that that's one side of it. <clears throat> the other side of it doesn't want to say anything because they fear something much greater and more of more value than um, 
even legal uh, punishment. So their their freedom of speech has been suppressed because they're afraid to lose social capital, social equity. Um, it's a social currency. They don't want to be branded as whatever ism that they will carry with them if they disagree with the left ideology. And for them, they would rather they would rather ignore right, something get fired, they know fired is by your blatantly job. false than deal with uh, being labeled something that the left thinks is less than that that's what i think we're dealing with and i'm a i'm a member right of i'm I'm not conservative i don't consider myself conservative but when it comes to free speech um that's where i land on it i i am of the right so i don't say anything sometimes just because i don't want to put up with it oh wait you just said you're of the right you're not conservative no you're, de- definitely not you're definitely left. not I mean, left. I have a lot of conservative viewpoints when it comes to things like abortion. I'm absolutely conservative. Um, uh, when it comes to when it comes right. to uh, I guess the woke ideolo- ideology, I'm definitely not not left. I'm not. Um, but I don't consider myself right on that. <laughs> I just think that. When it comes to when it comes to a lot of social justice issues that we're missing the truth and that people don't look at it as far as what is right and what is wrong. They look at it as far as like, which side am I going to fall into here? Which group am I going to fall into if I choose right or wrong? And most of the time, if you choose correctly, then you are not. Um, you're not progressive enough. You don't meet that standard. So you get labeled in this other box. And people will just run as far away from that as they possibly can because they don't want that label. I don't care if I get labeled anything because I know what the truth is. And I... I... Right. That's, that's not, and then you can say, I'm, I'm suppressed in a way myself and I'm not, I'm not right or left. And... and... There's certain things, you know, I got a oh, lot yeah. of friends. They're all left. Everybody I grew up with, everybody's left. They're all of them. And and you could say that I grew up in my ideology Ideology-y. or what were you saying, ideology? I, I'm, I was more so like them growing up because I'm always hearing what they're saying and they're probably, you know, whatever their parents are telling them and whatever, just whatever, right? But then as I grew up, I started to... Do, especially in these past couple of years, in my I'm 37 now, but in my 30s, when I'm starting to like look into things, I'm just like, I'm like, yo, man, like, what the fuck? Because I, I hold on, you guys are saying all this about this, but then I just looked this up, and you guys like this shit ain't. But you right. can't say that, and then you can't say that though. I learned my lesson though, but no, no, and I used to, and I used to, man, and then and then I learned my lesson. You can say to suppress my fucking thoughts because. If I were to bring this up with a group of them or in a chat room with them, then all of a sudden I know if I bring this up, they come at me and there is no adult conversation had. It is just merely la, 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 finger in the ears, or it's yelling in my face. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but no facts. 
are presented, and I'm time. trying to There's present no facts, to... and those facts, exact. Yes, that's my point. But yes. that's but what it's yes. doing is it's suppressing, yes. and that goes back. It's suppressing. To what we we're talking about we're, it's being suppressed because we are dealing with people that are idiots and they don't care about what is true and they won't listen either it it's the 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 zombification of our world and right man like the whole the whole trump golfing thing they saw that on the news because i i saw it on the news Trump golfing and blah blah blah. He should be doing this, yeah. and I thought to myself, man, so what? The man's golfing, like he can't golf. He can't golf. That was like what one day that the media caught him golfing. <laughs> He's yeah, supposed no to be in the fucking you White House spend all the fucking twenty eight hours of your day in in the White House in the office. No, and you can get stuff done on a golf course. I'm pretty sure he has all the technology and anybody else has. That too. Good lord. That too. And and like I said, man, I'm outside looking in is how I could consider myself. And I do my research and my due diligence on my own about everything that I see in here. Right. And I must say, like, Trump is a I dude agree. who definitely cares about the I American people. In my opinion, came to that opinion within the last year. Like, and I don't think Trump is Democrat or Republican. I think Trump is Trump. Trump is Trump is just a dude who yeah. okay, think about this too. The dude is a billionaire, right? So and he was, you know, and he's been on TV and and all of this. So the man's had the fame and fortune his whole life. So what does he have to gain to do anything else but be for the American people as president? And what's funny is this man yes. since like the yeah. 80s has been asked, Every when, are you, when, are, you know, when are you gonna run for president? When are you gonna run for president? When are you gonna run for president? Get on president. And then what's funny is too, he's like in rap videos. Yeah, that's he's taking pictures with Snoop Dogg. He's taking pictures with That's what people cents. should be talking about. The only re- the, you know when Donald Trump became racist? But what's funny? No, when he was on. elected president. Or no, when he was a nominee. That's it. There was this giant shift for no reason other than he was running that's, as a Republican. This fool ain't racist. No, he's not racist. <laughs> he's not That's racist. Ridiculous. Uh, it's so funny, man. You know, I watched I watched a ten minute compilation video of him from like his four years of presidency, of him denouncing everything, everything. Stupid. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just like, there's still people that try to find things. And again, man, I'm on the outside looking. Like I, I didn't even vote, man. And then let me get to this. I'm 37, and this year alone pulled me into the whole thing. And this was the first year that I registered to vote, and I even yep. registered to vote as non-bipartisan. Yep. Like, I registered as nothing, right? And I was like, because I, you know, whatever. In, in my adult mind at 37, with a fully cortex, functional yeah. front cortex, was thinking, all right, man, like, I need to know more about all of this before I'm going to say what side I'm on. So I'm just going to be no, like a nothing right now. And I, I had the intention to vote and my intention was to vote for Trump. But my main intention to vote for Trump was because I couldn't stand Biden. And you know why I couldn't stand this fool? Because he was everything mm. that they were saying Trump was. 
in my opinion. Yes. As far as the racism, the man ran three times. The man ran three times and was not elected. He ran against Obama and didn't get it. This fool got caught plagiarizing JFK, RFK, Churchill, and some other dude from England, and he verbatim copied their entire speeches when these dudes were doing speeches for whatever, and there's video of him and side-by-side video with those people I mentioned. Absolutely. Him 100% plagiarizing what they said. And this was in the 80s when he first ran for president, and the news called him out and was like, this dude is a piece of shit. And that's what they said. And then they said that he said he was given a full scholarship in college and this and that and blah, 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 because he was so smart. Mm-hmm. And then the news found out that he lied and this was not correct. And then he was like, well, I'm sorry and blah, blah, blah. And I should have did this and blah, 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 blah. But it was all the way in the 80s. Do you think anybody <laughs> no. who's like 20 years no. old right now is worried about that? No. So my point being, though, is oh, yeah. there's, I mean, there's the, way more than what the fuck I was just going to say. But said, I'm, uh, in just... the run up to the election this year should be enough to make people scratch their head and be like, what? It's. Bro, the crime bill, the crime bill in 1994. Yeah. The, the shit he said about you ain't black if you don't vote for me. The, the busing that Kamala Harris brought up and what's funny is when somebody said to her, hey man, you said all of this to him in the debate with say, him yeah. and o- her only yeah. answer was, it was a debate. It was a debate. No. And then I would, but there was no follow-up question to that. In my opinion, you should have followed up question that. You should have said, well, wait a minute. So it was a debate. So what you're telling me is when you guys debate exactly. each other, you're just saying whatever you can say to cut down the other person. You didn't, because you didn't that's mean exactly what you said. What she was saying. You didn't mean what you said. Or did you? That's exactly what she was saying. She was completely correct with what she was saying. The man said that he didn't want his kids going to black school with black people because it was going to school in a jungle. That man said that. Joe fucking Biden said that. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Joe Biden said that. So what I'm getting at is, though, before I lose what I was going to say, me being 37 years old, right? And still knowing in my heart, excuse me, that I don't have enough knowledge in in the political field, top to bottom, to vote, right? But even though I wanted to vote Trump because of everything Biden stood for, excuse me, as a piece of shit, in my opinion, I still, that was against my morals because why am I going to yeah, vote for exactly. somebody just because I hate the other guy? Yep. That's not how it works. That's not you're how you're it talking works. To. So my friends, when I you have to vote for Trump. So when you have these when you have these Democrats, right? They want to add Puerto Rico and DC mm-hmm. as states. Why? So they can get more votes. And on top of that, they want 16-year-olds to be able to vote. That's the age that they want to vote. So who is the most easily influenced people? 16 to like 21 year olds. So if you are letting a 16 year old vote, right, they're going to do everything that they're told to do as far as what's put out there through propaganda, TikTok, Facebook, whatever. And they're going to do it. They're going to hate the other person that they don't, they want that they don't want you to vote for. And they're going to vote the opposite way because they're told to. Now, 
I'm 37, still haven't voted. And that's my that's the point I'm trying to make. Like everybody, well, I like think the, the voting think, age limit should I be higher than 21. It should be higher be, than that. I, I don't know. I think it should say 18. But I think that age doesn't matter in this situation. You just said it. You're 37 years old. But what your age didn't have anything to do with why you think you're not ready to vote. It was the fact that you don't think you're informed enough to vote. So from that perspective. An 18-year-old could be informed enough to vote, whereas a 37-year-old could not. So I think I would Possibly. think the argument Possibly. that should be made here is that you should have to take some sort of test even to vote. It's just a simple test, a very simple test, a basic well, that's test. The case. And I think that most people would fail it. Well, I also think that that would – I mean, I, I... – I kind of concur with you and I feel like though it would never happen though, because now everybody who's fought for rights to vote over the years will well, be yeah, up in arms we, because we now you're taking away from them. That, again. You know, we put boundaries on it. You have the right to vote when you're 18, which means what you're an adult and you can make adult right? decisions, you know, you take well, the test. some people, when you make adult decisions, you know, these adult decisions have consequences, major consequences. And if you don't know anything about politics or the politicians you're voting on, right. their their records, where their vision for the, the country, then you're you're not voting like an adult. You shouldn't have the right to vote. And if we're going to uh, if we're going to put parameters on it, just based arbitrarily on age i don't know why 18 is the is the number does something happen as soon as you turn 18 i don't think so yeah i don't know um yeah i don't know man and i mean i was a lot i wasn't mature enough to vote when i was 21 i wasn't mature enough to vote when i was 25 i really wasn't but some people are me either Yeah. Right, they are because they probably you know they paid way more attention to it, and it, it makes you think. Uh, I don't know if you watched it. In my opinion, it's a good show on Netflix. It's I think it's called The Politician, and it is. It's, there's two seasons, and it starts off with a guy running for school, like his high school president, and then it goes from there to him running for some some sort of office in New York. And he wins. And then the end of season two, he's asked to run for vice president. Mm. And it's 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 a pretty good show. Like it caught my eye. I gave it a chance. Uh, oh, yeah. Mother, I don't know if you remember who's the boss. The mother from oh, dude, who's the boss be is really in, old in, in that. And in Gwyneth Paltrow is also in this. She is. Yeah, she is. But Gwyneth Paltrow plays his mother in this show. And um she runs for president, I think. But it, it, he's, you know, he's somebody who was into politics from high school. And then he ran, you know, for class president in high school and then so on and so on. So he's probably w way more informed than I was at that age as far as politics goes. And um, but like I was just I'm reading the dang bill. So I like I'm reading this stuff like I'm doing I'm doing my due diligence to myself to as an American so I know what is going on. I'm not going off of what yeah, sure. I'm being told. Yeah. 
you're doing your own homework, which is what know. you should do. So I'm proud of you. Right, right. Okay. Hold on, man. So let me let me play this for you, man. It's it's and what I think is funny, right? Okay, so this is George H. W. Bush. So this is back in 1991. 1991, he's given an address. I forget what the address is, but he brings up um, politically correctness. This is back in 91, and he's talking about how it's going to mm. like not be good for us per se. And 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 he was right in everything he was said because everything he said is happening as far as politically correctness goes. And I want to say to everyone, even our age, between 30 and 40 years old, 30 and 40 years old, you, you could say, well, screw George Bush. He was a horrible president, blah, blah, blah. But you might only yeah, be saying that because sure. that's what you were taught, to, you know, growing up or whatever. You could, because back then we just mentioned when you're that young, you're not paying attention to that stuff. You just know what you're told to know or are taught to know. So, with all that aside, though, and pre- let's pretend he's not even president. Let's just pretend he's a guy giving a speech at like a college graduation or something. But I, but I want to. I thought this was interesting. And I came across it, and let me play it for you real quick. The 200th anniversary of our Bill of Rights. Come on, skipping a little bit. I'll be able to edit this a little bit. Well, yeah, now I can't wait to hear. Oh, man. On the 200th anniversary of our Bill of Rights, we find free speech under assault throughout the United States, including on some college campuses. The notion of political correctness has ignited controversy across the land. And although... The movement arises from the laudable desire to sweep away the debris of racism and sexism and hatred. It replaces old prejudice with new ones. It declares certain topics off limits, certain expression off limits, even certain gestures off limits. What began began as a crusade for civility has soured into a cause of conflict and even censorship. Disputants treat sheer force, getting their foes punished or expelled, for instance, as a substitute for the power of ideas. Throughout history, attempts to micromanage casual conversation have only incited distrust. They've invited people to look for an insult in word, gesture, action, and in their own Orwellian way, crusades that demand correct behavior crush diversity in the name of diversity. We all should be alarmed at the rise of intolerance in our land and by the growing tendency to use intimidation rather than reason in settling disputes. Neighbors who disagree no longer settle matters over a cup of coffee. They hire lawyers and they go to court. And political extremists roam the land, abusing the privilege of free speech, setting citizens against one another on the basis of their class or race. Yeah, I mean, you, you could uh, that's put crazy, that out huh? today. 
that that's that's speaking to yeah. our society now. But what's that's amazing. what's what's crazy? <laughs> what's crazy is that that two minute speech, whether you were taught to like him back in the day or love him or whatever. Like I said, pretend he was just some dude giving a college inspirational speech. This is 1991, and he recognized that politically correctness was going to hurt us. And nobody listened to this because this whole politically correctness BS yeah. has come to fruition. <laughs> and it's, yeah. when he said the micromanaged so conversation. That whole thing, I mean, every three seconds, I was I was nodding my head in agreement. Yep. Yep. That's 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 exactly what's happening now. And he didn't have that. He had the perspective of what it could be. Now, if you showed him, if you showed him a video of some of the things that, that we've taken political correctness to the extremes of, he would probably think there's no way that's, that's going to be real. There's no way. No. But I mean, right. so we're even right. worse than than what he was warning us about. That's that's crazy, Church. That is crazy. Yeah, so I saw. I heard that, and I was in you. You know, that ninety one. I didn't hear that ninety one. <laughs> I was eight. <laughs> I was eight that's, years old. That's, that's really insane. Uh, can you send me that? I was link? eight years old. Okay. Good. Oh yeah, for sure. I'll send it to you, man. And I'll even yeah. uh, I'll oh, even yeah, yeah, put yeah, it yeah. out on yeah, the gotta, uh, drop that on down. the Twitter Twitter sphere. I don't even uh, th- I don't no, even I'm think you uh, follow the show, man. And that's the problem. Okay. Well, what's funny I is know. you used to you used to beg me and tell me. But what's funny is I'm not on there. Like it's it's different. It's it's. Yeah, the podcast has the Twitter, and it's it's not me, and it's not like I'm on there twenty four seven, like some people we know, and names not to be mentioned, and I'm just like, dang, these people are always on here. I only do it when I'm doing something that, you know, goes towards as far as some things well, I just, that I would I had to, support I had to give or a break, man. say I had to step back because with the podcast I was just getting too invested in it. And Twitter is just that it's this mm-hmm. wasteland where at least for me, when I, when I read tweets or even comments or something, for some reason, I think that the person making those comments is well in, it well that and I assume to you. that they're well informed, right? And assume I assume that they're educated, but okay. For all I, I don't know any of these people, so I give them way too much credit. And you know, when you're in this robust debate on Twitter <laughs> with limited characters, you 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 don't know who these people are. For all I know, it could be some guy living in his mom's basement. And I would never right. listen to his opinion anyway. But I'm letting that affect my day. So I had to step away and it's been good. Oh yeah. You used to let it you used to let uh, it affect your day. Well somebody somebody just makes so? a comment and you get in the comment section and you just get annoyed. I mean, it's almost like um it's almost like road rage. You know? 
Right. Well, I must admit, though, because like, you used to tell me all the time and all that, like, hey, man, you need to get on this and blah, blah, blah. And my cousin used to run the pages social media wise for me for the for the <laughs> podcast. But then she started slacking. So I say, hey, man, give me the passwords or whatever. And then uh, it was Facebook, Instagram and and uh, Twitter. And. That's just- I deleted the Facebook because honestly, it's the first time I, it was. No, hold on, man. It was the first time I was ever on Facebook in my life, and I was and I was looking at it, and it immediately <laughs> brain exploded. I was like, <laughs> I was like, there's no way I'm not doing this shit. And then so I had to Google how to <laughs> delete a Facebook page, and then um, I noticed. And then between Instagram, Twitter was the easiest to to pilot, but then Instagram wasn't as easy. But what I noticed was on Instagram or recognition oh, on yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you'd think so. with Twitter. I don't care about Instagram. No Twitter, Instagram. Yes. more so. Yeah, Instagram is like pictures, and which is weird because if you think about it, it's Instagram. Now think about the Western. Grams, like you had the grams mm-hmm. that came in. Mm-hmm. Hey man, I went here. Stop. Blah 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 blah. Stop. Like when Instagram first came out, that was what came into my head. Yep. Was you know you get those great those telegrams and you know no, and, and it's, it's, it's not that the gram. It's not that, that is at the all. Most important there with that because that is communicating. Every mm-hmm. picture you see is communicating instantly. Yeah. Yeah, and it was funny. Like I was trying to, I was trying to post some things one time, and all I wanted to do was post, you know, just words. Yes. But yes. you have to, you have to attach a picture to it. Man, I'm like, why do I gotta take a, Man, attach a picture to this? We're just too so, old. This is so we sound so but, old right now. But hold on, we are old, but if Hold on real quick, man, because we haven't hit this yet, and I want to oh, yeah. bring this up to you because I said I had yes, some that, juicy news. I'm glad, you're, I'm glad you're saving this for the grand and finale. I didn't tell you what it was. I'm glad. You, I mean, perfect This will timing. be the grand finale. So while reading – perfect timing. So while reading the pages – you asked me how many pages, and I, I can't remember if I answered, but it, I would guess probably like two hundred. That's a lot so. of pages. And um, before, oh, you know, you know what, man? Before I get into that finale, let me bring this up. And there was um, four million. I think it was four million. It was, I think it was like four, it was four million or four, no, it was four million allocated and they had to spend 20 million. Yep. And I'm not reading it because I'm trying to put the other thing, but it was 20 million towards something called a, a screw worm. And it had to do with agriculture and all of that. And I was like, why in the hell is $24 million total? In this worm bill okay. going towards something called a screw worm. So I looked, so I looked it up, and 
a screw worm is like really bad for crops. And it says that um, it's right now one of the greatest etym. Yep. Uh, the word is uh, etymological. Yep. Etymological. There you mm-hmm. go. Success stories of all time has to do with. Yeah, there you go. It has to get rid is getting rid of the screw worm because the screw worm is one of the only parasites. Yes. That it will eat a living thing of warm blooded animals. I.e. like a cow and everything. Yeah. Right. So I'm looking at So I was looking into it and I'm looking at this this whole project. And I'm thinking, OK, well, why is there twenty four million dollars going towards this? And. I'm thinking, okay, okay, I can see why, blah, 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 blah. But then as I'm reading about it, though, it says right here, the sterile insect approach eradicated the screw worm from the U.S. in 1966. And since 1991, Mexico and several countries in Central America have been declared free of screw worm. You got Belize, Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua, and of course, like I said, our country since 1966. So why in the F are they still allocating $24 million to this? Well, they sound ter- they sound terrifying. I just I read some about them. And I mean, I even if they are eradicated, it's worth it but, to $24 million I know I I I into that pot. They sound terrifying. But, but my point is, they've already totally got rid of them. Throw they've the money already somewhere. got rid of them. We don't need these things. <laughs> they eat the so, tissues of warm blood. The thing animals. is, is like Church, you already know what you did. Animal. I understand, but you already got rid of Theoretically, them. Theoretically, you know how. Hold this on, goes. you got rid of Every them. Sequel, you know how you got rid of you them. You kill the monster, and he comes back two years later. If they would just million. devote. $24 million a year to keeping Jason dead, countless lives would have been saved. Yeah. <laughs> Jason. All right. So let me pull up the. Um, I told you I downloaded the entire. They need to get $30 million next year for these screw, screw flies. I'm scared. I don't want them back. I That's didn't even crazy know that to me. They were though, here man. in the first place, but keep them away. Yeah, well, I I didn't know about it either, and I looked it up, and I thought, you know, hey man, the money. That's I mean, okay, so we're learning about it, and the nightmare they haven't scenario, been in the United know. States since 1966. What if they're on a 60 year <laughs> you know, reproduction cycle? So I don't know. So then. Oh man, I'm trying to pull up this um for some reason. Let's see here. All right. Here we go. This is page oh, 5040. So it's towards the end. Yes, 5040. Subtitle C Support for Human Rights in Belarus. As I believe is how you uh, pronounce that Belarus. Belarus, right? So that's what the <clears throat> Belarus. The way, okay, the yeah, way right. you pronounce that, it was so, Belarius. It also says section. <laughs> it was it was hilarious. Be- Belarius. <laughs> that was hilarious. Hilarious. So it says 
Section 322, findings. Section 2 of uh, the... Yeah. What do you, how do you say it? Belarus no. Democracy Act of okay. 2004 reads as follows. Congress finds, Congress finds the following. The International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights done in New York, December, blah, blah, blah. Okay, hold on. That's not what I was trying to get at. But this whole thing, there's like uh, 10 pages towards this. Um, in 2006, President George W. Bush issues executive order uh, 13,405 titled blocking property of certain persons undermining democratic processes or institutions in Belarus, which authorized the imposition of sanctions against persons yeah. responsible for undermining democratic process in Belarus. So, but then it says right here, um, in March 2011, the Senate unanimously passed Senate Resolution 105, which condemned the December 2010 election in Belarus as illegitimate, fraudulent, and not representative of the will or the aspirations of the voters in Belarus and called on the uh, Lukashenko regime mm. to immediately and mm. unconditionally release all political prisoners in Belarus who were arrested in association with the yeah, I think I December 19, 2010 election. Now you guys can keep reading this. I gave you the page and it keeps going on and on. And um, yeah, I think that was the here. situation where he, um, the, the guy essentially had all of his political enemies arrested. And then he won something like 99% of the vote or something. Re- okay. Yeah. Yeah. 89, 89. So then I kept reading and our government now not only recognized him as president, then they still aren't recognizing the president in the recent election now. And the reason why this stuck out was because it is almost Mm -hmm. mirror image Mm -hmm. to what is happening in our country. So let me read this and let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you this. And then you tell me if this is anything that's familiar. So on August 5th, 2020, the Senate unanimously passed Senate resolution 658, which calls for a free, fair mm-hmm. and transparent presidential election in Belarus including the unimpeded participation of all presidential candidates. On August 9th, 2020, the government of Belarus conducted a presidential election that was held under undemocratic conditions that did not meet international standards, involved government malfeasance and serious irregularities with ballot counting and the reporting of election results, Mm. including early voting ballot stuffing, ballot burning, pressuring pressuring poll workers, and removing bags full of ballots by climbing out of windows, included restrictive measures that impeded the work of local independent observers. It did not provide sufficient notice to the OSCE to allow for the OSCE to monitor the elections as is customary. Incumbent president... Alexander 
Lukashenko declared a landslide victory in the election and claimed to have received more than 80% of the votes cast in the election. And it can go, if, if you guys want, you can keep on reading, download it yourself. But is that not almost identical to what in the word F for word. is going on word now? Word And what's funny is, what is funny is you had six people Ooh. not Ooh, sign this good. bill. Right? So you've got you've got Republican, you've got Republican and Democratic alike, both sides of the aisle alike, signing this, saying they don't think that this dude is president because of what I just read. And these are the same people that are telling you that it is impossible to have. A it's voter because, fraud it's that it doesn't happen. One. It can't happen. Whatever. It's because their guy won. It possibly. I just I just think it's funny that I found this in <laughs> here. And it starts on page 5040. I just gave it to you, and you can read it yourself. And it's gonna make me research even more inside these five thousand plus pages if there's anything else similar to that in here. Because I haven't got that far yet, but I came across that. And yeah, I, was, I, okay. I thought I was so reading. Here's what's crazy? You about know, that. American journalism. One of our resolutions. Um, it's a legal document, right? Um, and we are acknowledging like massive voter fraud over there. How how did we how did we verify that? Because we can't even we can't even verify that in our own country. I don't know, man. Yet we're acknowledging that that's happened in Belarus. So what happened was, what's crazy, what I didn't read is the three original candidates, right? Two of them were put in jail. So two the, the two wives of the candidates and one of the campaign mm. managers were the ones who ran for office against this other guy. And there was, and there was sixty nine million people. Sixty nine that showed up people? at a rally in Belarus for sixty nine million. <laughs> yeah. people. Oh no, I'm sorry. I this, okay, hold on, fact right. check myself. Sixty nine million 60, people at a rally. <laughs> I can't hear anything he's saying. No, like, I, I messed up. I messed up, man. I messed up. <laughs> No, I messed up, man. 63,000. 63, yeah. Imagine being on the back row of that rally. Lord, 35 miles see, away from the stage. What did he say? Okay. But So 63,000 <laughs> participants. Right. What did he say? So there was there was 63,000 participants, right? For, for the three candidates yeah. that were against yeah, the incumbent rally. already present who's been, you know, running things. And yeah. but like I said, he had yeah. the, he had the two of them put in jail. Oh, okay. <laughs> but so that's so that's why the huh. wives ran. That's why the wives ran. So the wives ran, and then the, one of the like I said, one of the um, uh, campaign managers ran in the other spot. So right here, if you read further down, it says here that um, Svitlana split split. Lana? Okay, spell it. Spell it. Yeah, but her last name is crazy. So let's just say 
T-S-I-K-H-A-N-O-U-S. I was able I, It sounded good in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it says she disputed the election, right? And they explained to her staff that they had examined the election results from more than 50 polling places and found that her share of the vote exceeded the incumbent president's share by many times. But then on August 10th, 2020, she was detained while attending a meeting with the Central Election Commission of the Republic of Belarus and forced to flee to Lithuania under the pressure from the government. So on August August 11, 2020, Lithuanian <laughs> Foreign Minister Linnaeus Linkufikis announced that she was safe in Lithuania and has continued to be one of the strongest voices supporting the pro-democracy movement in Belarus within the European Union and globally. And uh, on August 18, 2020, she announced the formation of a coordination council to oversee a resolution to the crisis in Belarus and a peaceful transition of power by subjecting the council's senior members to violence, detention, and forced exile. The government of Belarus, led illegally by Lukashenko, has sought to stop the work of coordination of that council. So, it's just crazy I mean, to me. Not but literally. It's literally was, no different than what's happening. I know what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's literally no, not that. I'm just talking about what I read about the about the pollers and everything that they were saying about you know the the poll workers weren't doing this and there was more votes and blah 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 blah. It's just funny though because you have everybody on the left side yeah. of the aisle who signed this. And yep. there were the same people on the yes, left side of the aisle exactly. saying this wasn't possible, exactly. and, and but it's possible it, in Belarus. Though though. No evidence, just probably. not possible here. That's amazing. <clears throat> that is amazing. Yeah, so Church, I mean, I gotta who knows? go. I gotta go, brother. It's it's been too much fun. You gotta go, bro. Too much. Yeah, fun. and I gotta go too. All right, it always turns into like two hours yeah, man. with us. Can I? It has been. No, there's nothing wrong with it. No. And there's nothing not wrong with all. that, man. Uh, and there's yeah, no, there's no editing that needs time. to be had. <laughs> Even no, when yeah, I, I said I'll like edit when I was perfect. trying to play that Bush clip, I'll just leave all that in. Well, let's do it again, brother. Let's do it again. But but yeah, man. It was good. We, I know. It, it, it was, that's we my had, fault. But, I'm, but I'm it, was, it took too long since the last time. Um, life is settling in very nice. So, um, yeah, it's not taking that long. It's, it's just the job is going great. Um, Raja, you know, life, life is just, uh, I'm just in a really good spot right now. Yep. 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 That's great to hear. Shut up. Oh my God. You hey, made hey good luck. Good luck in that. <laughs> we third almost place made it through the whole show. Fantasy football game. Uh, <laughs> uh. Bro, I mean, you just miss future. Just do something, anything. Jimmy. I will be defending. I'll be defending my final. Yeah, never should, never should have drafted Juju. That's my dad's nickname. My I can't stand that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and your dad? Like, nah, it's worth it though. <laughs> Number one wide receiver. All right, brother. Uh, be good.
All right, man. See you. All right, man. You be good.